Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? So today I'm going to talk about change and I recorded the first part, the main part, in a park in a new village around the corner and then I had two little aspects that I wanted to include and um, pop in the pod so I'm actually going to record that now the two little kind of additional information and then it will continue and flow on to the main part of the podcast all on change how to deal with change how to help influence change in others how to have positive conscious change rather than seeing change as a negative thing so enjoy this one and hopefully it'll give you food for thought So two things to think about when considering the topic of change are you cannot change somebody unless they want to be changed, unless they want help with changing a negative behaviour, an addiction, unless they want help with um, changing a lifestyle choice, becoming more healthy. So trying to change somebody when they are not ready to change, they don't want to change, Um, forcing a change on someone is only ever going to have a detrimental impact on that individual, on your connection with that individual and possibly on you as well because you might get frustrated, resentful, um, burnout, trying to change someone, emotionally drained. So we do it, it's human nature, we think that we're helping, we try and um, change people when they're in danger or when they need help but unless they are ready to change, we cannot change them. So the best way to influence change is to act the way that you hope that they might, so they can lead by example. Um, You you can't force a change in someone. Someone will come to it when they're ready, and the chances are when you loosen your grip on trying to change somebody, then they're more likely to make that decision on their own. And when it comes to relationships, I'm not a relationship expert by any means, and I've never been in a long, long long-term relationship, but I do know that every person will change throughout their life, and every relationship needs to have the adaptability and the expectation of change, and you need to go into a relationship and a marriage knowing that, or a, a connection, knowing that the other person you're in a relationship with won't remain the same your relationship will change and you yourself will change so don't try and keep it the same because that will ruin it if you can be open to the change expect it and be realistic that it will happen then you're more likely to have a long lasting relationship so Esther Perel talks about this she says she's been married three times it just so happens that she's never gotten divorced and she's been married three times to the same man so essentially she's changed her marriage three times over the course of 30 plus years and she can categorically see different phases within the marriage and they have adapted together through the changes that are inevitable no relationship will remain the same because no person remains the same over time so you have to go into a relationship if you fall in love with someone for a certain aspect or quality personality trait if it changes Can you find a way to still love them Um, if they change their job, if they change their um, hobbies, if they change slightly in personality, if they change their behaviours? Is it unconditional love? 
in that you still love them regardless and in spite of the change. So two things to bear in mind. I've started straight away with that because I thought about them after I recorded the main chunk of the podcast. So we're going to continue on to the main part of the pod now, all on change. Hello everybody, sorry this is a little bit late this episode, I'm just going to set the scene. I am recording from England, so my first episode in England in about a year. I'm sat in the middle of a field, Um, behind me is an old mill town, there's a canal, there's a skate park just in front of me and I'm surrounded by greenery and trees. So you might hear the odd little sound of kids playing in the background or a skateboard or there's a train, a railway station as well, not near, or sorry, quite near, so all of the surrounding sounds you may hear on this episode. Today I am going to talk all about change. Um, Change can be quite a daunting prospect for some people. Change can be a desired, natural um, yearning, something that people want to do. Change can mean lots of different things for different people. I think I'll start by saying, obviously, like anything, it's about a balance. And there's a difference between change that is conscious and intentional and then change where you don't feel in control and unwanted change and how do we adapt and deal with both types of change so it is human nature to change that is the definition of life essentially there's lots of different definitions of life but without change you are not living so cells change shape um, our bodies tissues um, change you're actually they're not you're not the same set of cells millions and millions of cells as you were seven years ago so your body completely reinvents itself in terms of cell on a cellular level every seven years so we are constantly changing we are growing we're adapting we're evolving however you want to word it to change is to be alive is to be a living creature a living being and a human so we need change but obviously i'm going to address external changes or even internal changes where there's an illness or something where you feel that is detrimental or unfair or somehow um, not going to add to your life and how do we address that be aware of it and then use the change as a way to move forward positively so that it doesn't cause um, challenges extra challenges in our lives so I think the first thing to note is that We need to change, and I'm going to reiterate this, but just give an analogy, based on, um, actually, analogy from when I was flying. So my back seized up when I was on the plane, it often does, because things that don't move, so not changing my position, made my muscles stiffen up. It becomes rigid, it becomes locked, it becomes um, set. And so... That's a nice sort of metaphor for life in general. If you don't change something, if you don't change the way you go about living life, you become more and more and more stuck, more limited, smaller in your um, everyday decisions, and everything just becomes a bit more trapped, I would say, even. So think of the analogy of being stuck in a seat on a plane and you can't you can't move your muscles you can't change your position if you go about life exactly the same every single day and you desperately try and control every aspect of every day your world is going to become extremely small so it is really important to keep um, intentionally adding change 
changing what you eat, changing the way you travel to work, changing places you go on holiday, changing the people that you hang around with. So we know that we are the product of the five people we spend most time with. But if we only spend time with five people, or even less for some, that means the company we keep, if it never changes, we're only going to have a very narrow, limited input of social influence from other people so if you watch the same shows the whole time if you read the same magazines if you go and see the same sort of films if you go and um, meet the same few friends at the pub you're all going to become very similar you're all going to merge into this one sort of narrow narrative and influence of life and so I'm not saying ditch your friends I'm not saying don't go and enjoy films that you normally watch but Can you add another social element? Can you add a new hobby? Can you add something that's a tweak, a change, an adaptation? For instance, every year, I think now I've been doing this over a decade, so for over 10 years, every year, instead of a New Year's resolution, I try a new sport. So I change, usually I swap out one and I pick up another one. So last year was skateboarding, the year before that I picked up tennis again, the year before that was surfing, the year before that, can't remember, but every single year, oh rugby, every single year I change the way I move my body and change the way I, um, I exercise. Naturally, I'm sure you can all think of times where you've gotten to a point where you just think, oh, just a bit in a rut, or a bit bored, or a bit disengaged, there's the train going by. Oh, it's an amazing old school, like Hogwarts style train. Ah, I wish you could see that. Alas, you can't, it's a bod. Anyway, um, yeah, there's times in our lives where you'll feel a bit stuck and you just want to shake it up. That is a great opportunity to think, how can I adapt this? If you've been to the same gym, I'm not going to name names. Let's say it's called D56, <laughs> as opposed to the other franchise. Um, if you've been going there for five years, well then try a different gym. Go to a, a different one down the road. If you've been to a CrossFit gym forever, try a new one. If you've gone to the same library all the time, maybe go out of town and visit a new one. It's, it's not rocket science, but these little tweaks that you make can really add value um, and a new element, a new intrigue, a new curiosity to your life so that leads me to the next point in that when we're trying to make a change it doesn't have to be massive a small change can be super effective into getting a really good result so you can become quite conscious and clever around what is the simplest smallest cheapest safest um, most effective change I can make that is going to have the biggest impact for instance If you're feeling like you're just a bit over your house, it's all a bit grey and it's a bit um, boring and you just feel like you really want to freshen things up, you don't have to fully pack up, move to a new country, move to a new town, you don't have to move at all. Maybe start by making the change of changing the curtains, changing the carpets, changing the paint colour, change the orientation, do a bit of feng shui, put the furniture in a new place. Again, it's all very obvious, but sometimes we kind of just feel a bit meh and a bit kind of unengaged or um, dissatisfied and it might be that you're just a little bit bored or everything's a bit predictable or everything's a little bit mundane we can actively change that we we are in control of our lives and we can make the choice to change 
And it sounds ridiculous, but I put some blue covers over some really gross sofas that I have in my house. And that one change changed the whole outlook of the room, the way it felt. I changed the sofa orientation round every kind of few months just to kind of freshen it up a little bit. Changed the artwork around, so I've got far too much art to have all up at the same time. Just making these little tweaks makes it feel like the room is different, gives it a fresher kind of vibe. So it doesn't have to be a massive change, but ideally see change as a positive and be conscious about making it. The reality is in life, there are so many things that happen that are out of our control that we label as detrimental, painful, inconvenient, annoying, um, a problem. They are going to happen all the time. That's just part of being a human being. There will be changes that will happen constantly that you would rather they didn't happen. So to counteract that, you can't stop those changes happening. But what you can do is consciously make other changes that you want to make, that you are in control of. I'm going to speak again about the not having to make a massive change. And I've seen this a lot in my work. So especially when I was a personal trainer, especially around sort of new year, everyone's like, not everybody, but my clients would be really inspired to get fit, get healthy. And it happens so often, more often than not, that people fail in the changes they try to make because they try to do too much all at once. So it's really important that you take one change at a time or you do one change to the best of your ability and move on to the next or a couple of smaller changes if you try and change everything and you go from not running and then you um, have a curry every friday you typically have 10 beers on a weekend um, and you haven't really um, ever eaten fruit and vegetables and then come january you decide right i want to get into half marathon and I want to get a six pack and you change everything overnight you will fail absolutely you will fail as human beings we are a creature of habit but the irony is the paradox is we also need and we will always change alongside being creatures of habit generally we see change as a threat generally we see change on a subconscious level or sometimes consciously as a source of anxiety Generally, human beings want to keep everything the same to feel safe. But, like I've already said, if you keep things the same, if you don't move, if you don't add change, you make your world smaller and smaller and you restrict. So it's about changing the way that we frame change and thinking about it as a really positive thing when you can do it yourself. But don't try and make massive changes overnight because you won't be able to stick with them long term. Also, if something works, for instance, if you have a health condition and you have a chronic condition and you put in 20 changes and something works, but you're not quite sure what, if you've changed 20 things all at once, you're not going to be able to find out. If you've got a food intolerance and you change 20 different aspects of your diet, how are you going to know which is the one thing that actually worked? So it's a really good way to kind of um, suss out what brings you most um, benefit and gets you closer to the result that you're hoping to get. Sometimes we don't know why we want to make a change. Sometimes, like I've already mentioned, you just feel a, a bit kind of meh, a bit kind of average, um, and you're not really sure what you need. You might feel not full on depressed, just a bit Debbie Downer, just a bit kind of um, 
muted in life. That's a great opportunity to add a change. That is why we love a holiday. There's a kid skateboarding with his little sister that's so cute on a bike. She's on a peddler's. I need to not get distracted. So um, that's why we love a holiday. That's why we love travel. That's why we love to explore um, and check out a new route. But again, it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars or thousands of pounds investing in an overseas trip. How about you just change the way you go to work every day? Actively take control of the changes you implement. Maybe it's as as small as you always go to the same park to walk your dogs. How about trying a new park? So there's, there's always ways to add safe, fun, adventurous, curious changes into your day without having to overload your senses and overwhelm. So when there is a situation when there is too much change all at once and people can't cope, um, it can show up in different ways. So the human person, the human psyche is very complex. I'm just thinking of a child and if there is a massive change like they've moved house or they've moved school or parents have separated, not every child is going to react the same to the struggle that they're experiencing due to changes. So there might be bedwetting, there might be anger, there might be um, being aloof and not being connective, there might be um, being obsessive about things, there might be not wanting to change their routine in other aspects, so an obsession around eating the same thing, trying to control in other ways where um, they can't necessarily control the big picture, they might only eat pasta without sauce for the next three weeks or something. So be mindful if your child is kind of acting in a way that doesn't appear like they are at peace at one it's probably or possibly if there a massive change has recently occurred them just trying to self-regulate feel safe in an environment where the rest of their life might feel a little bit out of control so that change and control come work hand in hand and from a personal experience I have no doubt that one of the reasons one of the fundamental main reasons why I became anorexic was because all at once my life was out of my control and there were too many changes. There was too much uncertainty. So for many years I saw change as a negative and I saw change as a threat. And I will admit that I am still a bit of a control freak in terms of how I spend my time. So if something is cancelled, if something um, doesn't go ahead, if my time can't be spent in a way that I had planned, um, because I love change, I love adventure, I love variety, like I need that in my life, but it's when I'm in control of it. I really struggle when that change doesn't happen um, because that's a double change in a way and it's something that I am not in control with. And that just takes me back to a time and an age where I hadn't learned to deal with change or the lack of change or big changes and it rocked my world too much that I became mentally unwell. So... How can we implement the balance of positive change versus negative, overwhelming change? And how can we not become sort of controlling when things appear to be changing too much? But how can we also kind of get that right balance and strike it? And I would say, I'm not, I'm not an expert in change. These are just always my thoughts. 
disclaimer. I mean, if you listen, you'll know that I'm not a psychologist. I forgot to mention that at the start. But I truly believe it's practice. And that might sound strange, but with any sort of aspect of life, um, self-awareness, goal setting, mindfulness, whatever the topic is that I'm speaking on the day, the best way to become good at it is practice. So if you are a creature of habit, and for you, if the thought of going on an overseas trip or moving house or starting a new sports club or joining a new um, drama society, if all those things are two big changes to be thinking about as an enjoyable option, chances are you're not practicing enough change on a small level in your life. So how could we practice change? And it doesn't have to be huge things. Maybe introduce one new food every week one new random vegetable that you've always seen you don't know what it is or go to the Chinese Asian food store and pick something and learn how to cook with it maybe I've already mentioned you might want to try a different way or a different method of how to get to work a different route to work maybe you want to watch a different program of an evening if you always consistently watch the same thing I find it fascinating when people watch soaps so in England, there's, um, they're called soaps. It's like EastEnders, Coronation Street. Um, I can't remember the others. I didn't really watch them. I didn't have a TV, but um, they watch the same ones every night. And it's like four hours back to back of the same shows. Maybe try something else. Maybe change the channel and just experience something new. Maybe go and watch a new sport. I love sport. Or go and watch a new band. Just these, health, these are healthy changes that aren't gonna add any kind of stress or danger to your life. Obviously, some people like to have a change of hairstyle or a change of perfume or a change of earrings or a change of, we love to get new clothes. These are all positive, um, unharmful changes that you can try. And I suggest that you write a change calendar or a change uh, diary or just a change list and pick one. Maybe pop, pop them in a, in a jar write all these little mini changes you can make, pick one out and that is your change for the week. And make it into sort of a game and an enjoyable thing and then you will realise the more changes you make, the more you start to feel like your world will expand. The more the world will feel intriguing, interesting, there's going to be more people come into your world, there's going to be more social connections open up, there's going to be more opportunities present. One of the massive reasons for me coming back to England for the whole summer is a very conscious, intentional change. That would be a big choice for a lot of people to make. But because I love change and I'm very good at making change happen in my life, for me, coming and working in six different locations around the UK, meeting all these people, changing where I am every single week, um, is a conscious decision as a way to try and open up my world. So I've now lived in Australia for 11 years and I want to be able to split my time between England and Australia. I wouldn't be able to do that unless I felt comfortable with change, unless I felt comfortable with trying new things, exploring, being curious. So little changes lead to the comfort of making big changes. It also means that when things don't go to plan, we can adapt and adjust and know that it's not the end of our world and that we become more resilient with change. So making positive, conscious little changes can help you to cope with 
massive, big, uncomfortable changes when they come up. Quite often, change in adults might appear, or sorry, a lack of comfort in an adverse or an external change in adults might appear differently to how children react. So more often it will be a sense of entitlement, why me, a sense of this isn't fair, kind of um, the world is against me, um, and anger. And um, that all leads again to a lack of control. So if you know that if you are, I don't know, on your way to the cinema and then there's a traffic jam and then there's a detour because there was a crash and you get all antsy and that this isn't fair and this is always happened to me and this is ridiculous that reaction in itself shows you're not probably that good with change essentially in that example all you're doing is changing the way in which you travel from a to b full stop so there's no need to react in a way that is this is this is you know damaging for me or um this is so detrimental this is you know inconvenient um really when you when you step back in bigger picture the changes the route that you have to take to get from a to b maybe it might take you a little longer maybe that will give you an opportunity to um actually enjoy some more time in the car listening to a radio program that you like so that's the other sort of consideration you can make is that when there is an adverse change an unwanted change try and frame your thinking to look for the positive it's really easy to instantly look at the negative the problem the inconvenience I'm not always great at this but generally I would say I'm more just of an optimist so if a change is happening you can't control it and it's an unwanted change look for seek out the positives there might be some really awful negatives if you have a horrible health diagnosis um then of or covid let's take covid covid some horrific changes that happened for many of us but those of people that thrived during covid actively seeked the positives and looked for all the benefits within the change they couldn't change the change so they just had to adapt and look and consciously seek out the positives so rather than trying to control the change which will be human instinct and natural you'll want to um, try and change the change change your mindset around it and really that's a basic lesson for life that's a whole other podcast but the way we think about life is the way we will experience life so if there's an adverse change happening change your thinking around it rather than focusing on all the negative problems with that change so i'm looking through my notes now i just bought some trainers from the charity shop amazingly for 13 pounds i'm pretty sure oh no there's here we go social change so one of the reasons why we struggle with a social change for instance back in the day In this village that I'm in, Haworth, there would have been at some stage a first black family or a first Muslim family or a first Asian family. One of the reasons why we struggle as a society with newness and change coming in is because we feel safest when we are control of our external environment. So a new social network, Um, If somebody comes into a sports team, some of that team will feel uncomfortable because there's a new dynamic. 
if there is a new pet in the house your your current cat won't like it because they'll feel threatened these are I mean there's thousands of examples of when social change happens and it causes friction initially and usually that is again a closed mindset so people know what they know they like what they like they do what they do and they become very rigid in their thinking I'm not gonna name names but someone in my family is exactly like this often more with older people they are set in their ways they're in a rut they like what they like and they have always done that so for them to comprehend a change in social framework is challenging a little bit like and I'm not going to go into this in too much detail the LGBTQI community mostly the trans community at the moment people are struggling to get around the head around non-binary changes in gender identification this is all because it's new it is human nature i said it at the start to struggle with change but we need it to evolve and adapt so can we imagine just for a minute that we had never changed the way that we do transport that we walked that was the only mode of transport how small our world would be imagine if um, the wheel was never invented, cars were never invented, plane was never invented. Can we imagine if we had never changed our diets? We would all have health issues related to not having enough vitamin C, vitamin D. We might have um, anemia, we might have um, rickets, we might have scabies. Oh no, that's not scabies, that's something else. You get the idea. We might have all these health concerns because we don't have the range of nutritional content within our diet if we're just eating meat as cavemen people so we needed to change our diet can you imagine if we'd never figured out how to change natural minerals into clothes to clothe us we'd probably still be killing animals and wearing them as clothes you get the idea so we need change but where change seems to be most problematic in this day and age is social change it's actually no different from when women were fighting for the vote and that was deemed the most ridiculous concept ever. People who are choosing and deciding to not conform into a social construct of gender, I don't see that as any different whatsoever. It's just something, some entity, some um, demographic are changing the way that they perceive society, how people behave, how people act, and other people, the norm if you want in brackets close brackets or the majority just don't like it mostly because it represents change they probably actually haven't even considered the point at hand it's more about people just don't like change so if you find yourself feeling uncomfortable unnerved if you feel yourself um, wishing that the situation event person hadn't happened the change hadn't occurred just ask yourself if you can just pause is this genuinely about a problem that is going to affect me personally or is it simply representative of a change because if it is simply a change my first reaction because I am human will be to not want it will be to find reasons as to why we need to stop the change happening, will be to be antisocial, will be to discriminate, will be to push people out. Human beings and society do not like change. But the reality is change is needed. Change is what makes the world a bigger place, a better place, a more 
um, develop place, evolutionary wise, change is a fact of life and we have to reframe our thinking to embrace the change that needs to happen. So I think this is a quick, short, sharp episode. I'm just again looking through my notes and pretty much I think I've come to the end. So I'm sure there's other aspects I can add, but you get the point. It's around actively choosing change, practicing change and noticing as always self-awareness, noticing your reaction when change occurs. And is it just a human nature response that you don't like change, but you haven't really given it thought? Or is it a genuine threat and risk to your life? Probably unlikely. There's actually nothing really that is a genuine risk to your life if it is a everyday sort of change. And we need to practice change in order to learn, grow, evolve, adapt and become better people and to live in a bigger world. Thanks everybody.